Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Right, welcome back to the Genome Stories with me, John. I'm Sam. Uh, and today we have our first female fighter, uh, for the JMS Boxing Podcast. Uh, Zoe Hunt-Smith, how's it going? All good, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Um, it'll be great to talk about your career, you, your, basically your journey in boxing, the state of the female game. Yep. As we were talking off camera, you've got a lot to say about that. <laughs> so I'm actually looking forward to <laughs> de- delving more into that because I had to yeah. stop you. And just sort of your views and thoughts about your career moving forward and everything like that. Yeah, So I'm going to strip it right back. When did you start boxing? How did you start boxing? I'm only um, two questions. You know, I started really late, you know, I didn't start boxing until I was about 19. Okay. Um, I played football at quite a high level as a young kid from the age of 10 to 16. Um, I played uh, high level football like AFC, Wimbledon, Fulham, bit Chelsea. Um, and then I was a kid and I'm mixing it up, doing loads of different things. And I was horse riding at the same time and I actually fell off a horse and I ended up getting a hat slipping a disc in my back, which I couldn't play football no more. Um, I basically stopped playing sport for a couple of years, put on a load of weight. I was just enjoying life. And I kind of just walked into um, a boxing gym to do a keep fit class. And I had one session and I kind of just fell in love with it. And from then I just carried on doing the keep fit classes I turned around um, and I went to the coach. I said, uh, oh, I want to fight. And he's like, what? That This is 2013 okay. now. So back then, girls boxing weren't really a thing. Well, it was, but not like majorly. And he went, oh, uh, he didn't really know what to say, <laughs> um, as in Keith did. Um, I sparred and I said, yeah, I want to fight. I want to do this. And then from then, you got that bug. I got the bug. Yeah. I fell in love with it and it's never left me since. So the, what gym did you? Uh, I'm originally a uh, small holdings ABC in uh, Mitcham. Okay. And um, when you said you wanted to fight, would that have been amateur? Or uh, think... Amateur. Um, I was the first amateur girl out of that gym that you'd ever had. Um, so we had to go get the get the get handbook, the, yeah. look at the handbook, look at the rules and regulations, you know. Um, and then that was it, was, it was just me, just me, the only girl in the gym, surrounded by a bunch of boys, um, sparring week in, week out with all the boys, all the same, keeping up with the boys. And I just really just fell in love with it. With well, the handbook, so there'll be obviously, is there a different handbook for women? There are, no, there's it, not a different handbook, but like back then there was literally just this one little section in, in the England handbook about girls boxing. Right. It just, like, so you didn't could, need to look at it, not just not one really, section. Just needed to have a look at a little section, read a couple of lines just to make sure what we needed to do, like medical wise and what was, what that like, protection wise and stuff like that. And that was it. What would, was there any difference, or were the rounds the same? The time was the same. Um, the time was the same. Times the amateur was well, changed now, but back then it was the same. You literally do um, four threes. And uh, did you? Was there like the ABAs or anything um, like school? So for me, uh, be school for, like, for you. Well, there was, but I didn't. Well, I, I, I old then when I was nineteen, yeah, I, was I started. Say, um, 
you know, most kids go into amateur, have a couple of skills, but I didn't have any of that. I literally straight straight in, in, um, November, what is it? The 20, I think, but the 20th of November, 2013, I made my amateur debut, um, against a girl from the Lynn. Okay. Um, I boxed at 66 kilos then she, and she come in, she was, she was tall. Um, and I got that on a split. I won that on a split and, you know, like from then I just got that buzz and I just, you know, tried to stay as busy as I could for that time. You know, I had 16 fights. Um, I boxed for Surrey twice. I've boxed for London, um, silver medal in the Haringey Cup. Um, I went over to Ireland and, um, I think I was a four bouter versus a 50 bouter. Won that. You know, with um, as you're as you're walking into, I'd say like a male-dominated industry. Did you would you have said you got treated any different as an amateur? Um, as an amateur, I think it was just the boys just didn't really know what how to act. Right. Um, it weren't so much like differently. I just you know you know you got a girl coming into a gym like never been seen before, never probably even been spoke about in that yeah. gym. Um. So they just didn't really know how to act. And then when it comes to the sparring... Did you put it on them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, my coach would always say to the boy that was getting injured, she, she's going to punch you. She's going to punch you in the head. Like, punch her back. Punch her back. She's going to punch you in the head. And, you know, I'd, I'd always give as good as I got. And I think for me, that's the difference. Like, when I went into the gym, I weren't sparring girls. And I always say the tempo is completely different. The power is naturally different anyway. And I think that's where I got quite lucky and where I got how I come to be so tough mm. you know is um spending all the, them years in the gym with the boys and then obviously as you get through that you well, bite down on your gum shield yeah, you got to move down on through just go through it how was the Harrogate Cup the Harrogate Cup for me do you know what that was an experience in itself um a really good experience the first time I met some amazing people the first year that I was the, the 2000 2015 must have been 2015 um I met some really good people that was a really good experience for me you know like weighing in the first day I got a buy weighed in the second day you know but the momentum going into the Haringey Cup for me as an amateur was really good mm. like I was really enjoying it then you know um I lost in the finals on a split decision uh on a real hard fight I think they're still up on YouTube now that you can you can still watch it um you know, but to come away with a silver medal at the Haringey Cup, you know, that's something in itself. Yeah. You know? And I think for me, that was when um, I really did see like the depths of like women's boxing because you see girls from all over the country travel to come and do the Haringey yeah. Cup. You know, I didn't, for me, I'd only seen a handful of girls. And then that year I'd met quite a few girls um, at the Haringey Cup. That's where I met actually my good friend now, Ramla, Ramla Ali. She signed out to match them. That's where I met her first. Yeah, so the um, I imagine 2015 is the start of yeah, it was the start of it. I think when, of uh, I think when Nicola, Nicola Adams just won the Olympics. Yes, yeah, Nicola Adams she just won the Olympics. Um, so that was no, I think that was literally the start of women's boxing. It's mad because her she still won a world title. And now I've no. I was knocker. there when she won a world title in Leeds. Yeah, I, I, went, I was there. But, uh, but you forget about Nicola Adams being the sort of the catalyst of yeah, definitely, um, definitely helping it grow. Because um, she was another. She was with Frank Warren, wasn't she? I thought she was with Steve. Because she was Steve. I thought she. Well, when I went to, I watched her win the world title up in Leeds because she Lee Selby. Yeah. Versus um, was it Lee Selby versus Josh Warren? Yeah, I believe it was. Yeah. I yeah, I was there. I was there for that. That was. Bloody hell, that was some atmosphere, yeah, you know, that. That was amazing. I bet. Obviously, Warrington fought last night as well, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> but, yes, yeah, so the um, – I, I forget, obviously, to Nicola Adams. I, I remember the, it just exploded and then, like, Katie Taylor, so, like um, – and them two were sort of the figureheads of uh, UK boxing, but I don't really – yeah, I think UK, it helped. Definitely. I think it helped world boxing for women uh, put them on the map as well. I'd yeah. have said definitely. Um, yeah, around the time, yeah, Nicola Adams, Kate definitely put women's boxing on the map, and it kind of just grew from even when she won won the Olympics. She mm. literally just 
blew yeah, up. Yeah, it's um, and so you now you've got the Harrogate Cup. Yeah. You when are you thinking about becoming pro? Uh, that wasn't till quite a few years later on, to be honest. Um, you know, being nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, you know, life kind of come at me. I had to get a job. I was working full time. I kind of um, was also in that. Wasn't really enjoying it as much as I did when I first started. You know, the politics of um, they say the politics of pro boxing is crazy, but the politics of amateur boxing is even crazier. Okay, I think personally, that's my personal mm-hmm. opinion. You know, um, and then at that time, we they also had the England boxing and the alliance split, um, which caused the big ruck in that. So I kind of just come away from the sport for a few years, um, maybe like one or two years. It's it's a strange one because you say a team stuff like that, but you're it's such a lonely sport because you're the one in the ring on your own. Yeah, definitely. It's um, it's us oh, lonely people. Yeah. Like it's all going well, you know. When you say, "Oh yeah, these they come and watch me," so and so come and watch me. I got all, I'm in the gym with the, everyone. But as soon as you, you get in that ring, you put your gloves on, head guard on, you know, and the bell goes, mm. that's it. It's, yep. it's all on you. And you win more or less as a team and everyone elates. And so when you lose, you no, sort of lose on your own, is not it? So, yeah, I had um, I was doing quite well early on in my amateur career. I had my first loss as an amateur um, and I took that really bad. For some reason, I don't know, I just took that really bad. Like, I think I was on such a high and, you know, I had everyone in my – because – I had everyone, people in my ear, like, you're really good, you're talented, you've got natural ability. And I lost, uh, took my first loss in amateur, and I took that really hard, and I don't think I returned to the gym for, like, three months. No. <laughs> I mean, you're talking to lads that have done the journeyman, so oh, you were used no, to losing. Yeah. <laughs> so I've come back after that, you know, I tried again, no problem. I was always in hard fights as an amateur, because, like I said, the circuit was so small. I was, what, two, three fights in, and I was fighting girls that had, had 10, 11 fights already. So the it's difficult, so it's difficult to get matched in as well, right? Yeah, back then very difficult Probably, to get oh, matched. So on what you said, Sam, the skill level, I can imagine. It, so you're not going to go and fight fear. I, I, I know amateurs won't do it, but you won't go and fight theoretically journeyman. The skill levels are going to be all 50-50-50-50. Yeah, 50, I mean, um, definitely in the pro game, it's a lot harder, you know. Um, a lot of the girls on the set, it is, yeah, pretty much a lot of the fights are 50-50 yeah. fights. And the same, I can imagine amateur where it's harder to match the skills. So, you, you know, like with the like lads, say, 6-9 kilos, yeah. there's an abundance of 6-9 yeah. kilo lads out there. So, you're, you think there's going to be a 50-50 match, but it's not going to be. Not, where yeah, it's not going to be. Like, like I said, I was probably, I think I was on my third fight and I just fought a girl um, called Orients from Is it? And I think she'd just come back from like the Commonwealth or, the, or yeah. like the Commonwealth. So how did the discussion about becoming a pro? Um, I've always been around boxing. You know, in my amateur gym, I had um, pros like Ricky Boylan come through there, Tony Owen, Danny Cassius Connor. You know, I still talk to now. He's really good, my friend, man. So I watched them. I used to go to your call, watch them. You know, um, and like I said, for a little while, I kind of fell out of love with it, and I wanted to try and get back into it. I went back at into the amateurs, I had one or two, and then I just was like, yeah, no, it's not not for me anymore. Um, so like I said, I've always been around the boxing since I started watching the boys at your call and thinking, you know, I just love it, I love the atmosphere. Um, I remember going, I think my first one was when um, Prize Fighter. Yeah. Prize Fighter, yeah. they need to bring that back, don't they? That was brilliant. Well, they, yeah, they do, they've got boxer. They've got a boxer, yeah. yeah, but it's still nothing like prize fighter. No, that's true. Good old prize fighter at your call. Um, I watched that um, at your call, and that atmosphere just for me is oh, it's brilliant. Hmm. You know? At the time, I don't think I was thinking about turning pro, but I was saying to myself, do you know what, I'd really love to do this. Like, I'd really love to do this. And then um, the real turning point for me is um, my dad passed away. Like unexpectedly, and um, I think for me, I just was like, like that put me in a really dark place, um, like oh, terrible place that did, you know, took me a long time to get out of that place. And um, the thing that I grasped onto that whole time was boxing or just go to the gym, hit the bag, you know, come Mm -hmm. home, 
not really thinking too much of it. And then I think I just sat down one day and I thought, you know what, life's too short. I said, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this now. And I decided to turn over. Um, uh, I got in touch with um, Alec Wilkie. You know, like I said, I've been around like, Danny Connor, uh, Chesney Hawkins, mm. and all that. that they'd, um, so they was with him. In Chesney I, Hawkins a singer? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. He is, he is, he is. He is, he is, he is, he is. <laughs> but also what did catch my is um, Alec Wilkie a few years ago had a girl, a female boxer called Aretti. Aretti's. She won a few titles. She'd won a Masters title. She'd won, um, I think, an IBF title. Um, but she, I'd watch her and she was brilliant already, you know, tough as they come, mm. you know. And um, I got in touch with Al and I just said, oh, look, I want to turn over. He said he had any experience. I said, yeah. He said, all right, come down to the gym. We'll have a chat. You know, if we get on, we get on. If we don't, go somewhere else. Um and I went down the gym, fat as anything. I think I was like 78 kilos. Oh, Mate. I don't remember the last time I was 78 kilos. Mate, I was <laughs> seven. I, was, <laughs> I mean, I walked in there, I was 78 kilos. I had, I had some weight on me. Um, and, uh, you know, I spent some time there with the boys. And like I said, again, just with the boys. Yeah. No. What gym was this? Lansbury. Lansbury, yeah. Um, that, that gym, far. Oh. Bloody hell that. You literally walk in. It's what I'd like to call proper old school gym with loads of personality, but the doors were falling off, the showers didn't oh, work. Okay. There's cracks in the floor, you know what I mean? <laughs> but old school, old probably, school boxing gym. Yeah, yeah, proper old school boxing yeah. gym. As soon as you walk in there, you think, oh, it stinks in here. <laughs> um, stinks so I spent some time with Al, and do you know what? Um, got on really well with Al, got on really well with the boys, and I said, yeah, this is what I want to do. And... Um, yeah, just when when you thought about becoming pro, did you think about selling tickets or were you just going to be on the road? Or, um, do you know what? I was so oblivious to, <laughs> and I think a lot of people are when yeah. they, yeah, I think you know, outside fighters and outsiders are so oblivious. And that's what he said to me. He said, uh, Can you sell a ticket? And I said, What do you mean? He said, So obviously to fight, you're going to have to sell such and such tickets, yeah. you know, 60, 70 tickets, maybe even more. You know, you have to pay for your opponent. You, you have to pay into the house. Yeah. And I said, yeah, 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 no problem, no problem. Thinking it'd be a walk in the park. And the reality of it is it's not. No. It's the honest part of it. Every podcast, we, every like guest we've had that is, apart from the proper journeyman, journeyman yeah. guys, every guest we've had that has sold a ticket said it is the hardest part of boxing. It's, hard, but it's like you have to go in the street corner and sell yourself. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> It is. Every time I try to fight, I said, oh, I better get on the... Every time he's like, we have a fight, I'm saying, all right, I better get myself back on that corner then. Do you know what I mean? It is hard, it is. And people think, like, I don't know what it is. I think people think you just, like, when you put people... Uh, you tell people that you've just signed with someone, you know, like like the trainer, you just signed, you turn pro. People think you fall into, like, 10 grand, 10, 12 grand nah. of money for signing a bit of paper. And it's not that. It's really not that. You're hardly think, getting paid. You're you? hardly getting paid. I think I've spent more. I, ha, I don't think I know. I've spent more money in these four fights than I've earned. Mm. I'm not surprised. And I've earned, you know. Um, and paying for these women and these journey women to come over is more expensive than what the guys pay. Yeah. You know, I was. we was looking around and I think someone come back to me, I think, they wanted three grand for four rounds. I said, yeah, right. You just, it's, you just wouldn't. You just yeah. don't, do you? That's difficult. That's got to be difficult. It's very difficult, to... you know. Um, it is difficult. It is hard. But ultimately, like I said, I've never been in this in this sport for money, ever. For me, it's probably one of the only, fi- not yet, well, yeah, one of the only things that I can only say gives me pure purpose in yeah. life. I love it. I think obviously what's happened, um, saying about your your dad and that is obviously um, a major thing. And spoke about boxing being good for like mental health. Obviously, you've had this really yeah. massive thing that happened to you, and then being able to um, not it's it's, diff- I'm hard, it's hard to explain. So being able to just focus on something and get yeah, yourself- definitely. You know, because I think after my dad died, I literally I did spend 
a lot of time in a very dark place. So the, like, I was going out every weekend, having a mm. few drinks, not just a few drinks. I was drinking. Mm. Um, I wouldn't say al- alcoholic, but it was, it was at, it was getting out of hand. Yeah, it's deep. getting, out getting of on that tipping dipping, point. Dipping, dipping, you know, I didn't care what I looked like, didn't care how I felt, didn't care about my body at the time. Um, so yeah, and I had to just grab onto something. I did, really did grab onto the mm. boxing. And like I said, it gave me a purpose, you know, that, and going, obviously, I had ex- I had therapy and all of that, but ultimately, the boxing boxing saved me. I think that's fair enough. That's yeah, I, I could attest to that as well. To be fair, so you sign a manager deal with management trainer deal with Alec Wilkie. Yeah, and your first fight will be at the York Hall. My first fight was at York Hall against. Um, oh my God! Wait there, Kapanopoli. Yeah, Effie Kapanopoli. Really? Greek, oh, I was close. Her, I was they close. called her the Greek trouble. Um, you know, and I trained really hard for my debut. I had, um, even that, like I said, Boatsy, I'm really good friends with Josh. Josh is really nice. He come to my debut, come back into the change rooms. He prayed with me. You know, I was ready for my debut. Everyone's just saying, just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. But even that, if you look at Effie's record. She was two and one at the time. She was two and one at the time. Which is unheard of for supposedly, if you're a ticket seller for your first fight, yeah. I'll even, I'll, I'll say probably what you're going to say. Your ticket seller for the first, your first fight, you normally get a journeyman, don't you? Yeah. She's and that's the thing. You, you, they're so, ex- they're either so expensive or you just can't, can't get them. Mm. You just can't get them. Um, and she come out all guns blazing. Like when I say she's windmills, that. Like, do you know, like, I've been around box and I know you're what you pay a journeyman to come and do. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a Price. Go to your happy price, price line. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say: your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over a hundred social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today! At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And I come back after the first round and I went, cool. I said, she ain't doing her job. (laughs) (laughs) I said, she ain't doing her job. I said, she's not doing her job. You know, and you know what? I'll give up. I'll, I'll give a good fight, and um, I lost it on a split decision. It is what it is. I lost my debut, and I think for me, only I, I, I enjoyed my debut. Mm. Was it heartbreaking? Yes, it was. You know, it's not how you um, picture the start of your pro career, is it? No, no. But I've also uh, give you props on your, like you said, as. Um, women's boxing you're finding the hard, opponents hard as you spoke about earlier mm-hmm. so it's not going to be you're not going to be as easy as bringing over someone like for us yeah. if we were to jump in the ring we would get nine or ten fights and then probably fight someone 100% if you, even in like my record I've not had I've on my and then on my second fight I fought um, Jordan Barker Porter who fights their second fight the girl that's, that's in the top third. ten. That's got, is that's, that third? Yeah, got this is your third. Sorry, sorry, was that was my third. You had Bojana, Liber- bon, yeah, I had Bonjana. If, if you want to attack, I had Bonjana after that, and I uh, that that finished on a TKO. Um, so you took you took that was so your first fight two thousand nineteen. Yeah. Then you took two and a half years out of the ring due to obviously expenses and COVID. 
I'll, COVID I'll forget about COVID sometimes. COVID played a part in that. Um, <laughs> strange, strange yeah, time. Strange time, yeah. really, isn't it? Um, COVID played a part of it and also expenses. Like, I didn't have three, four grand to just put out my, my ass for the next to fight in 10 weeks after. Well, do um, what was your, you don't have to divulge, what yep. were your ticket sales for your first fight like? Um, I think my first did, I did 50 and, um, that was on a Mo Prior show. Um, and I actually worked Sank out, our work Sank out with Mo just so I could fight, like to pay into the house. Yeah. So the, um, how many people said they'll go? I know. It's, if I had, yeah, if I had every person that liked my Instagram post at the time, I think that would have been 180. Right. I would have been laughing. <laughs> would have come home with more than 200 quid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Everyone says they'll go. And then when it comes to it and I'm asking people, oh, guys, do you want the tickets? Like, it's you're basically begging. Yeah. Begging. And people don't realise it's not that like I'm trying to pest you. It's like if I don't sell these tickets, I don't fight. Yeah. And people don't understand people don't that. Understand it's that. one of the reasons why so one of the reasons why we started this podcast was for the journeyman side of the stories, because they behind the scenes they're the <laughs> like but also ticket I I think educating on ticket sales and so Joshua Bowatz is a great example of this. Um he probably had to sell tickets but never had to worry about tickets because he's yeah. come from the Olympics. Yeah. So um as it like and he's been able to elevate his career to the point it's never had to yeah, worry. Definitely. But where you get the small hall guys, yeah. Um I'm not knocking Josh Bowatz. No, no, I know. no, I'll give give him his juice. You know what? Always buys a ticket even if he can't come. Oh right, that's buy a ticket right. even yeah. if you can't come. We've got to respect that. Always day before. Good luck, Zoe. Um, good luck, go Sasha. Enjoy it. You know, I've got to give yeah. him his shoes. So he understands the he game does as get well. It. He does yeah. get it. He does understand the, it. The um, but then you get obviously small hall uh, like yourself, where you're you're like I, I, I've sent out two hundred fifty messages, and then I've got fifty tickets gone. It is fifty tickets yeah. gone. Do you know what I mean? It is so, so hard. Um, it is so, so hard. And I think that's the, like I said, that you're right. People don't understand that bit. People mm. don't see that bit, you know. And it's trying to run around, sell tickets, dish your tickets out whilst training, whilst having a home life. And majority, what people don't understand, a lot of small football fighters still go to work. Yeah, well, yeah, we've we've spoke work. to we've spoke to a load of people that have come in here. Wake up in the morning, you go for your run, go during the day. Then you're in the gym at night, and it's like then you or I may you do um, doors. Yeah, so I you're. So I wake up. I go to the gym in the day. I come home. Uh, some I go and pick my stepkids up from school or whatever. Still have a home life. Do my run in the evening before I go to work, and then go to work until four a.m. in the morning. <laughs> That's got to be taxing. Though. Yeah, it's got to be taxing. It is definitely you know, and I think. When I, my first year, I think my first couple of years as a pro, I was working the doors and working a full-time job. Mm. And I just said to myself, you know what, if I'm going to give it a go, I said, I'll just, I quit my full-time job. And I said, I know that I'll have enough money to make sure that there's food in my fridge. I can get to and from training and my rent's paid. Yeah. So as long as that's it, I don't care about everything else. So you went to then the Stadium of Light in Sunderland. Stadium of Light, that was against Jordan, Jordan Barker Porter. Yeah, that was so, that itself was a great experience. I think for me, you know, Stadium of Light. Yeah, new city, first time I've ever travelled. Um, you know, where did that come about? Because it's a rat, like you're called, you're called random fight, like and then um, just a random. So basically, what it was, I was thinking about going down the. Um, the journeyman route. Okay. Um, and also, like you said, all these female fights—they're basically fifty-fifty yeah. fights. You know, sometimes you do got—you've got to take a hard fight. Um, so Thomas Stalker actually messaged me on Facebook and asked for my manager's number. Got in touch with Al. Said, "Oh, this is the fight. This is what we're offering. What do you think?" Blah blah blah. And I said, "Yeah, no problem. Listen, I'm a fighter. I'll fight anyone at any time." At any point, yeah. I'm not one of these people that say, "Nah, I don't really want to take that fight. I don't think it's right for my I'm, I just, image." It's, yeah, like, you, I just want to fight. 
Do you know I'll, what I mean? I'll ask you a question now after. Yeah. Um, so that came about. I said, yeah, I'll take the fight. And do you know what? That camp was probably the best camp I had. Like, I was on. I was on fire. I was in the best shape of my life. I, I was just on. Um, and then was driving up there. I bet it's hard drive, wasn't it? <laughs> my missus drove it, so I weren't really too bothered. I was just oh. asleep on the front seat like this. <laughs> so um, drove up there, got to the hotel, checked in, everything was fine. Stayed up there, I think the day before the weigh in, weighed in, and then anyway, we got there, went to weigh in. They sent us to the wrong place for the weigh in. Then we had to go to another place for the weigh in. Anyway, weighed in. I was a little bit over. Um, no, no problem. Anyway, I had a couple. I had about, I think, five people come up to Sunderland to support me, which was nice. I actually live streamed it on my Instagram, um, just because, like I said, everybody couldn't come. I had full faith in that I could do it. I could do it, get the job done. Um, got out there, you know, just little things that, like I said, got sent to the wrong place for weigh in. I don't think that was anything. I was going to say, did, on purpose. Yeah, yeah. It just, I just don't know. It happens. Things like that do happen. No, like it was time to do. I remember getting ready in the changing room. They tried to put us in like a toilet in a football. Bearing in mind we're in a football stadium, <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. Bearing in mind we're in a football stadium. Big old yeah? changing rooms they'll be there, wouldn't they? Massive changing rooms there. Like, and there's a good number of changing rooms as well. They've opened this door. You've got. I kid you not. It was like I walked into the changing room and you're cool. Yeah. You've got the shower yeah. on your right hand side. You've got the toilet right in front Small of you, spot. and yeah. you've got the smallest bit of floor space. Me and I looked at each other. We went, no, no, no. We went and got someone. We said, we want a change room. We want somewhere to go and change. We want somewhere to like. Anyway, they put us in a conference room next door. Cool, no problem. Anyway, I didn't think. I don't like. I don't believe in. I don't believe that any of this was on purpose. Was she a hometown fight? Yes, yeah, your hometown. Fight. Okay. I don't believe that any of this was done on purpose, but you know things happen. Anyway, even <laughs> get there, just put it out there, just put it out there. Didn't even like just things that are so important to your to a fighter, like your ring walk music, mm. your prep, your yeah. your kit, your everything like that. Do you think these are even asking me if I wanted a ring walk tune? No, they didn't. Like, I remember coming out of the change room, walking upstairs walking up into the stadium and all I can hear is like this and I'm thinking oh that ain't a bit of me I was thinking that ain't a bit of me at all what would you have come out to? do you know what Um, I always come out to uh, 50 Cent Many Men Okay. I really hold you know I come back up because I chose that song when I come when I fought Bonjana Mm. and I'd come like I said from a long break I trained so hard for that and to come back and get the TKO win, I think, for me, was brilliant. Mm. You know, and I hold on to little bits of mm. that. So, for me, it holds significance. So, I, that's what I would have come out to. Yeah. That's what I come out in my last fight. Now, come out to... And I'm thinking, oh, no. <laughs> anyway, I've walked in this ring. Ring looks a little bit small, but who am I to... <laughs> One thing, one thing, I'll be like, Cohen, oh, but when it starts to build up yeah, and build yeah. up. No, I think, do you know what? Subconsciously, it really did get to me. And I think I'm in a football stadium. She is the hometown fighter. I've got five people there cheering for me. And I've got this maybe 100, 200. And, and it, that was my f- first time experiencing that, mm. you know. Um, I just didn't perform. At all. I've literally yes. just, you either go into fight or flight, and I feel like I definitely went into flight mode. Like I literally just switched off. I yeah. weren't listen. I couldn't hear anything. I weren't listening. So for me, that was an experience in itself. Would I do it again? Yeah, no problem. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, but I know how what I'd do differently. Um, yeah. You, um, so I'll bring back, you said about image as well. Yeah. Um, do you think there's, too much of people caring about their image at the moment. Oh yeah, don't know. Do you think I give a f- what people think? Like, no, I don't. I get people like an image. People like character. You know, they like personalities. But it's not real. It's none of none. None of it's real. Like to be. I think in this game, you've got to be very real, and it's a very it's a tough sport. You've got to be very real. You've got to be very honest with yourself. Mm. When you get beat, say you got beat. Don't say, "Oh, it was because of this," or "No, nah, I didn't get beat. I got robbed." Um, like I said, I didn't perform when I went up to the stadium of life, and yeah, I know that yeah, in myself. And that's 
I had the best camp I had ever had. I was probably the fittest I'd ever been. Did I perform? No, I didn't. I crumbled under the pressure. And that's something that I have to learn from. No, I'm not bothered about keeping up an image. As long as I'm happy doing what I'm doing, yeah. and I'm real to the core and real with myself in this game. Then, then you if can you leave, listen, I'm like Mama. People, you love me or you hate me. Literally, <laughs> that it's that simple. See, I, I, to be fair, I like that way. I, I like that, like because you, you, when you need to look at yourself in the mirror, you're the, you've got to answer to yourself and yourself only. Yeah. People, yeah, people support you again. But like we said earlier, you're the only one jumping in that ring as well. So you come to your latest fight and the one that we met you at, at the York Hall uh, against Kerry Orton. Yes. Yeah, that was a good fight. Um, Even that itself. So I was scheduled to box on a black box show Mm. on the same day. Um, And they actually pulled the whole show on the Wednesday. Okay. They yeah. pulled the whole show on the Wednesday. Who so they that? uh Tolworth. Recreations and that. Yeah. So if we go back to Monday, so right, Monday come, I was originally meant to fight Wendelin Cruz. Right. Um the board uh basically said no because um is it Gilsey Carter is is her manager his license, he's only got American license and the board was basically like, no, he's got to get his license in order. Anyway, that's a different story. So that was that. Monday come, the opponent was out. Um, Al, I've given him his shoes, worked his socks off, phoning round, phoning round, phoning round for the next 24 hours. Tuesday come, we had the replacement with Kerry. No problem. Scheduled to fight on the Saturday, originally at Tolworth on a black box show uh, promoted by Dean White. I get a message Wednesday about midnight. Obviously, I didn't see my phone on sleep. Woke yeah. up Thursday morning. Uh, apologies, show's cancelled. Oh, so thinking, Dean White sent you that. Yeah, yeah. Dean White sent it. I was thinking, oh, my God. Like, all this hard work, these tickets. Like, I just basically got my team together in regards to, like, my sponsorship yeah. and stuff. Like, this is, this is probably, like, my first year that I've actually had full sponsorship yeah. to help with stuff. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I said so many people. To myself, I was like, so many people have been waiting for this. Like, and you can imagine, I'm waking up, I'm thinking, oh, I'm thinking, fuck this, let me go get a big breakfast. And I'm thinking, actually, no. <laughs> I said, no, no. I said, anyway, got dressed, went to the gym. I just carried on professional as normal. And, um... Again, out on the phone, ringing Steve. Um, but Steve's in Turkey, so Steve's taking a little bit long to reply. And uh, we didn't get the all okay, actually, until the Friday. Right. So it's um, really quick, is it? Yeah, anyway. literally. You, know, you think you're in fight week. Fight week flies by anyway, yeah. as it is. Um, so we got the all okay on the Friday. So I was like, yeah, cool, full steam ahead. Um, a lot of few people couldn't make it due to the venue change. Um, and also me being on first. Which is never, you know, what I mean, you have to, it's never a good. I don't like. I didn't like it personally, but I, I've done it. You know, would I choose to go on first again? Probably not. But I was just grateful that Steve put me on the show. Yeah, and I got it done, and I was able to fight. Do you know what I mean? Um, I know. I see. I'd like. I think I'd like to be put on first. Get pissed. Really? Get on it. Oh, After you can no, enjoy the rest no, of no, the Al, Al, doesn't, <laughs> Al doesn't let you do that. No, no, no. no. After you fight, Al doesn't let you do that. Oh, well. We say, he said, if he sees you in that bar, oh my God, that's it. All hell's breaking loose. You better, he's saying, go and go to bed. Go and get sent to it and go to bed. That's how he said, no drinking after, just in case. But um, In case of? Uh, head injury. You know, oh, heads. okay. It makes sense. Head okay, injury. Yeah. You don't know, do you? you it makes more of a sense yeah. than just being a bit of a party pooper. No, he's not a party pooper. <laughs> he ain't a party pooper. I love him. Bless him. He's just always, <laughs> he's always having a good dance to like Buddy Ollie in the gym and that, that, that's what we do. But, um, he, he, do you know what? He's very, like I said, this game is very far and few in between managers that actually, actually real care for their fighters. Mm. And, do you know, he is, he's like, my, my kids call him Grandad Al. Do you know what I mean? You know, he's, he's, he's brilliant, brilliant. I could phone him now and say, oh, I need this. Can I, like, what are we doing? He is, he's there all the time. Even if just for a chit chat, you know, he's great. Um, but yeah, Kerry, Kerry Orton, sorry. Um, yeah, box Kerry Orton, uh, a little bit taller than me. Um, 
I wouldn't say it was my best performance. No, I wasn't. It but wasn't had, my best you've performance. You've had more or less just over a year out of the ring as well. Yeah, but I was a happy performance. No, I wasn't. Year out of the ring yeah. doesn't, do you know what I mean? Some yeah. people have a year out of the ring and they and they come Iconic. back and like they've never left. I didn't come back like that. I wasn't happy with the performance. Yeah. You know, ultimately I got the win, you know, I threw some great shots in there. Um, she was tough. Um, I didn't think she'd be that tough. But hats off again to Kerry because Kerry's one of those that if you call her up and say, do you want to fight? She's, she's going to be a well and true journeyman. Yeah, I think I think so. I think that's what she's... But she, again, she doesn't come in there to just fall over. Yeah. She come in there and she gives us just as good as she gets. But I think as we've uh, like more beginning to realise speaking to you, I think that with the women's boxing, that's more, more prevalent, I think. Yeah, it is. Also, she's going to be a rare commodity because... Yeah. If she's doing the journeyman stuff. She's very, yeah. You know, she just fought, um, she fought last Saturday, actually. Who did she fight? Because I got the call for that fight and it was my engagement party. And if I would have done that, I would have not been getting married. So, <laughs> um, so I got the call for that. Was it not, uh, not Gemma Reg? Um, Oh, I can't remember the, her name. It will come to me anyway. I got asked for that fight and um, we just said no just because, like I said, for my engagement party. If I weren't having an engagement party for a fight, yeah, I would. Do you know what I mean? Um, but uh, she just took that fight and, she, again, she lost that fight. Um, but, yeah, I wasn't happy with that performance as such. I Listen, I'm better than that. I know I'm better than that. Um I've got, I think I've got a good boxing brain. You know, I like, I can mm. fight when I need to fight. I can box when I need to box. Um, but you're also, I think you're, I, I get what you're saying. I'm not even going to give you excuses, don't. but you're talking about the disruptive week yeah. and stuff like that. You've been out of the, it's just, I imagine, nice just to get in, get the win, move on. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely for me. Yeah, definitely. You know, and ultimately, like I want to do, I want to keep pushing forward and eventually I want to fight for a title. Mm. Ideally, I was going to ask you what your future, yeah. what, what you're looking to in the future. So you sort of answered that question for no, me. No, well, yeah. So we've got, <laughs> we've got the boxing in seven weeks, uh, 25th of November, again at your call on a Goodwin show. Um, You know, I want to get that one out of the way and then hopefully in the new year, I can challenge for a title or fight for a title. Do you know, if the call come and said, oh, they need to sign, so do you want to fight for it? Yeah, I'll take it. Mm. Um, I think this sport's all about opportunity. And if you don't take the opportunity when you when it's there in front of you, you might not get that again. Yeah. So the the one question I was going to ask because mm-hmm. uh, I have not sat in front of a board, but yes. <laughs> he has. Yeah. What's it like as a woman to be sat in front of the board? So, so uh, you explain it to saying cut the apprentice, didn't you? Yeah, basically, there's one up, one one fucking crowd of us. You had one dude in the middle, two either side. And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 he's done all right. Is your weight all right? Yeah. And then the main guy's like, no. And I was like, I had to go up Peacock's and have a try. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, I've got it. And then yeah. Nothing just coming back. Um, yeah, like, so for me, when I went up to the board, it's the same game. It's like the apprentice. Sat there in your right chairs. You got, I think, yeah, I think it's Robert who sits in the middle. It's Robert. Who, I think it's Robert who sits in the middle, and then two either side. They ask you a load of questions. You open up your training folder, yeah. and they ask you. <laughs> but listen, if you're not dressed appropriately when you go to the ball, they will send you home. Like if you're not suited and booted, shirt tied a lot, they will send you home. I remember when I went up to the board. Oh my god, there was a guy there. I don't even know who it was, but he literally come in. with pair of black jeans on, this this like casual jumper, and he had a man bag on him. As oh. soon as he walked in, they said, excuse me, you better go across the road, take that bag off and go and find yourself a shirt and a tie. They sent him away wow. to go and get redressed. Um, that made you more nervous, I can imagine. Oh, yeah. But again, I think like, you, you go up to the board and just be yourself. Yeah. You know, and the feedback that I got from the board was quite good they all said to me like oh we think we're a really good asset to Al like really well spoken well presented so you just got to be yourself you don't like this game ain't for pretenders anyway it's not a game that you can pretend in so there's no point going to the board and starting off there pretending because like you act how you mean to go on yeah of course of course we've um uh, I've got two so yeah. the two minute rounds 
for professional. What are you? What are your thoughts on that? Because the got the women's two yeah. minute rounds and obviously the men's three minute rounds. Yeah. Well, um, it's I don't. Do you know what? It doesn't really bother me. Like I do freeze on the pads. Mm. I do freeze on the bag. Um, the closer it gets to fight week, I start going down to twos on the pads. I spar twos. Um, I think personally, I think they should just keep it separate. Okay. Because I, I think this is my personal opinion. I think they should keep it separate, only because if you watch a lot of women's boxing, a, a lot of people say it's more exciting. Yeah, yeah. Because absolutely. there's more shots thrown. You know, you're going toe to toe. You're going toe to toe for a good minute. You know, um, I think it's a bit more exciting. And also, like boxing is boxing, but at the same time, I think it just gives it. Women's boxing and men's boxing is completely different mm. in my eyes anyway. Like you said, I think women's boxing is a, um, a speed. You know, there's the speed, you know, going, it's more exciting. You know, it does go that bit quicker, but I don't yeah, really see the reason for yeah. separating it personally. A lot of people say it's about the safety and about women bleed quicker or something on the brain yeah. I don't know I'm not a doctor but <laughs> you know it's it just I think when you start changing things and interfering with things you know just it just ruins the game yeah I, I just I, think it's just leave it as it is I think the two the two minute rounds are good um, because of the all action and how they are they all end. action packed yeah. fights I um, it, it's, a, it's a difficult one because I see the argument on both sides um, why I would want to see three minutes because, yeah definitely because it's one that I think boxing and MMA uh, one of the only two sports out there um, that it for some reason you, you see like women's football women get battered in the football mm-hmm. with like rugby they get battered yeah. in the rugby boxing I think is universally accepted yeah definitely yeah like you you, yeah. you look and you go like like last night, Terry Harper's on the um, the co-main event, like having a tear up with uh, Celia Bracus. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're having their fight, and that's yeah. on the undercard, and everyone's enjoying the undercards yeah. to then go to. And I think that and MMA just seems to be universally accepted. Yeah, definitely it is now. I think a lot of people sit there and do, and you know what? a lot of people will say that they enjoy the women's fights more than they do some of the men's. Like the feedback that I got from your call the other week, you know, they a lot I got a lot of good feedback, mm-hmm. you know, from that. I said people saying that what a cracker to open to open the show. They said um uh I was another lady come up to me and she was like that fight was better than most of the men's fights. It was really exciting to watch. I listen so there must be some truth in it. Yeah of course you know right. if it's not broken don't fix it. Yeah. What? And that's how I see it. What do you think the state of the women's game is at the moment? Um, I think it's thriving at the moment, you know. I mean, it is it's thriving at the moment. You've got some great girls on the circuit. Um, it's brilliant. It's a brilliant time to be in women's boxing now. Um, I just think that it's the same for men, though, in, especially in the small hall scene. I think there's a lot of talent that goes underlooked on the small hall scene. Um, especially in women's boxing, because it's that you're realistically you're not going to get signed to a Frank Warren or a Eddie Hearn if you don't really have like an Olympic background or you've not won however many ABA titles, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So there's a lot of talent that goes unseen, and I'm, and like I say, the amateur game to the pro games are two completely different things. Mm. You could be a world class amateur and be a shit pro. Do you- do you think that you have to be a social media presence if that's not the case? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Social media plays a massive factor into it. Massive, massive, massive factor. But like I said, I'm not one of these people that's going to sit there on social media and go, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'll fight this. I'll beat this. Because that's just not me. Yeah, of course. I'm just not that type. I just I think it's a bit cringy personally, but that's just not me, you know. If like if you want to fight, then call my manager. We'll make the fight. And let's that's, go. Yeah, that's, that's literally just how it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What we like to do with all our guests mm-hmm. is um, basically create your perfect fighter uh, with different attributes. 
I'm going to put you on the spot here because you. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, so it's just different attributes for different fighters. So if I was to say footwork, who would you say has got to? And this could be past, present, if you can look into the future. <laughs> oh, God. so who's got the best footwork for you? Do you know who I love through and through, and I love watching him. Love his personality. Love him, um, Joe Kawasaki. Joe yeah. Kawasaki for me. What about punch power? Punch power. <laughs> uh, punch power. Just so many good. He's got, got good punch power, you know. Um, I'd probably say Canelo. What about attacking prowess? <sighs> this is hard. Yeah, yeah. Do you know so many great yeah. fighters across that? Like, do you know what I mean? Across the years and trying to build. Oh, God. Put you on the spot. You have put me on the spot. Probably Hagler. Uh, boxing IQ. Oh, who's got a good brain? There's a lot of them with a good brain. God, there's loads. Yeah. There's well, loads. Who's the first one to come to mind? Crawford. Yeah, it's good. His bo- boxing brain is... Oh. What about chin? There's <laughs> a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of them. God, who's got a good chin? Good chin. Who could we pick? Nah. Oh, God, to, this is hard. I'll go to the, so the last one, defensive. Defence? Yeah, defence work. It's got to be Floyd in it, really. Defensively. Yeah. And then chin, chin. Chin, chin, chin. Chin, chin, chin. Who's got a good chin? <laughs> chin, chin, chin. Uh, probably G- Triple G. Got a good uh, yeah, he's got, he's got a chin on him. He's got a great chin on him. He's got a great chin. Anything else you want to add? Um, I just want to say thank you, actually, to my sponsors. Um, I've got uh, Terry and Hannah at the Gym Lounge. Uh, they literally, honestly, like I said, this year has probably been the first year that I've had sponsors come on board and actually really like what I'd say changed my life as a fighter. And they have, they go above and beyond for me. Um, so shout out to those two. They're great. Uh, and then we've got Mo at Skip It. Um, he come on board on my last fight. Massive help again, you know, asking for anything mm. there. Um, and just a shout out to Team Wilkie. How do you find uh, they got websites and stuff that? Uh, yeah. So you've got, uh, the gym lounge. Uh, they've got a website and they've also got a gym in Smallfield and in Bow. They're actually expanding soon. Um, so keep an eye out for them. Uh, just type in the gym lounge on Google. Um, and Mo at Skip It, he does waste management, rubbish clearance, uh, a lot. He can do my house if need be. I've yeah. got a garage full. <laughs> <laughs> He's got loads. He's got a whole fleet. Um, you can find him online and on Instagram. Oh, brilliant. Um, thank you for joining us. Thank no, you. No, thank it's you been, for having uh, me. This is my brilliant. first podcast. Oh, I thoroughly enjoyed it's, it. Um, it's been a good eye-opener, I think, on getting an idea of women's boxing and getting your thoughts and No, views. yeah, definitely. Uh, if you liked the um, you liked the podcast again, join, um, join our Patreon, uh, the JMS Boxing Podcast, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, X, whatever it's called now. Also, um, the other part of Instagram, their new thing that I've forgotten. Yeah, cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.